Welcome to Opera Fix for Monday, January 7th. The first weeks of January are always the most exciting time of the year for new opera lovers because the Prototype Festival comes to New York City. This year's Prototype runs January 5th through 13th and showcases 12 works and 24 composers and librettists. And we have some interviews with some of the creators of these works, starting with Leah Koloff's discussion with Chuck Sachs. To Spent my life chasing freedom, protecting time. I thought was mine, but flesh has proved me wrong. People die and move on. This is Chuck Sachs of Indie Opera Podcast, and I'll be chatting with Leah Koloff, the cellist, singer, and composer whose music theater work, This Tree, is receiving its world premiere production as part of, type, part of Prototype Festival from January 6th through 12th at HERE. Hello, Leah. Hi. I've listened online to some of the songs from This Tree, and I was truly fascinated, but equally kind of stumped at how to codify your musical style, and, and I'm not really sure that I should try to. How would you describe your style? Well, I think I, I often have difficulty... Uh codifying it as well. Um, although I would say, actually, a, a term I came up with a number of years ago um, is clunk, which, uh, is, I, which is classical punk. music and punk rock because there's definitely classical music in it and there's definitely rock and roll and blues and um, you know I have been told that it doesn't sound like anything else which I'm going to take as a compliment. <laughs> I, I was kind of going heading towards like blues, blues grass, punk, rock um, and uh, yeah that definitely feels it's it is unlike anything I've heard, and, and uh, what was the first piece I was listening to uh, was um, Deserve. Deserving. Deserve, deserving. Deserving. With, is that a trombone or tuba? What is it's the It's a trombone. It's a trombone. And it's just blaring its way through underneath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted there to be um, kind of a drunken trombone solo there. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. That, that is definitely the feel I got from the piece. It's yeah. like, this feels very drunk, but it, it just felt right. To yeah, me. yeah. So what started you on your path to this style? Well, I was, uh, uh, I was living in Boston. I dropped out of New England Conservatory where I was getting a master's degree in cello performance 
And I uh, had a boyfriend at the time who was going to Massachusetts, Mass Art, Mass College of Art. Mm -hmm. And he was a filmmaker. And so he wants, he was creating a film I was in. He wanted to make it a musical. He wrote some lyrics and I set it to music on my cello. And that was the first time that I played and sang. And it was so freeing and, and, um, yeah, it was just, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is really interesting because, you know, I had left the conservatory setting and wasn't, I had done theater mm -hmm. um, and wasn't sure, but I, you know, I really missed playing. Had you done a lot of singing before that? No, I hadn't. My sister's a trained uh, coloratura, but I had not done, I mean, I sang when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. We sang a lot, my sister and I. But I had not done any singing. I was a cellist. Um, but there was just something about playing and singing that really got me going. I was like, wow, this is, this, this feels so expressive to me. This feels like a way that I could really mm -hmm. say what I wanted to say and utilize my, uh, my training as well. And, and I mean, there's so much innate physical connection with your instrument, the cello. I mean, it's right there. Yeah. Kind of, you're kind of hugging it, and it, it becomes part of you, so... And that, then the, I guess it reverberates into your body and back and forth. Yes. Yeah, no, it really feels like a complete and total experience when I'm playing and singing. Um, you know, it just gets everything in my brain going, totally occupied, which, which I think I really, I really like. I kind of... Uh, Janice Ian and her scatty style kind of came to mind while I was oh, listening to some of that. Because it, it's that bright, clear soprano. So, who were some of uh, your main creative influencers? You know, we'll say lyrically or musically, or. Um, well, I. It's really it's. It's hard to say. You know, I mean, I just sort of it kind of. Um, you know, I did listen to rock and roll growing up. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I loved Chrissy Hine. Um, the Pretenders. I don't really know. I mean, I think it was, you know, definitely there's like 70s rock and roll because I grew up in the, in, like prog rock. in the West Coast listening to, well, like rock and roll mm -hmm. and, you know, prog rock, the 80s, 80s, 90s prog rock. Yeah. But also like where I grew up, which is in Washington State, um, you know, there was a classic rock station. You know, I mean, that, that area is like classic rock mm -hmm. forever. So, you know, Led Zeppelin and <laughs> like all of that kind uh -huh. of um, uh, rock and roll and that kind of singing mm -hmm. um, definitely uh, was an influence. Um, and, and then really a lot of my classical playing, you know, classical playing, like, mm -hmm. you know, I played in orchestra. So I feel like a lot of my parts are like, you know, I mean, I got used to, I'm, I'm you know, just that is just very in me, mm -hmm. that, that kind of, um, that kind of playing. Yes. Um, I, I, yeah, I understand. Um, so about the piece, this tree, let's start, where did this title come from? Well, it's about the, the piece is about my family and really about family and lineage and what we get from, uh, from our families. And then also then what we take into the future. Um, particularly if you, uh, if you are not continuing a biological line. So that, you know, I mean, it's sort of the idea of, you know, family trees, um, tree of life. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And 
So is that totally what the piece is about? Or, I mean... Well, it's it's very much about... Um, it, it's not a usual um, topic, I think, for opera. It, it's interesting. There seems to be a zeitgeist happening right now because I've been reading a lot of articles about women who are really talking about their experience with um, IVF, which is in vitro fertilization. Yes. Most people know that. So, um, so it... It is, you know, that that is one of the the through lines throughout the piece is that journey that I took mm-hmm. doing, um, you know, going through that process. Um, then it's also about my family um, and really kind of the lineage back, um, you know, really three generations of women and their experience with having children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's really also about, uh, you know, family secrets and truth telling. As well, so it's really kind of um, a lot wrapped up into um, uh, into one piece, and and the way that it's structured is not a usual um, uh, linear story. It's very much like a quilt pattern. So there's you know pieces of different things pieced together mm-hmm. to create one. One whole, but that, that also, the, in a sense, the quilt feeling also feeds back to the generations of mothers and daughters, all adding on to to create this piece. Yes, exactly. And there is um, there is definitely also a theme of uh, pioneers. <laughs> I, I have kind of an obsession with pioneers. I grew up on the West Coast. And my family, both of my sides of my family were homesteaders. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've always really been fascinated with pioneers and that, you know, people just leaving everything to go, um, go on, you know, journey to, to someplace where just with this hope of, of, of something better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, and I feel like that's a really American story. I mean, even nowadays, you know, we have people coming from other countries journeying thousands of miles to come to the United States for a better life. So there's really that story in it as well. And, and you know, so also bringing in, you know, quilts, which, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, which I, I've always been fond of because it's a whole pioneer thing. But so it, it really is a quilt of, of these different issues that I think come together um, to hopefully really um, inspire people to think about their own lives and their families going back mm-hmm. generations. So... You went through IVF. How long did you go through the process? And was, was it a happy ending for you? Um, well, I don't want to spoil the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to give it away, but um, but I will say that I did IVF for, um, for 10 years. I was involved in that process. And I know that's not an easy process at all. It's not an easy process. It isn't. And what's interesting is that since I've been making the piece, I keep running into people who've been through the process, who are going through the process, who have had issues with fertility. I mean, it really seems to be hitting a, um, a, a part of people that, um, that they don't talk about very much, but that is really happening. Well, you know, I think that the time period that I grew up, you know, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. um, there was really this idea that women can have everything, mm-hmm. that you could do everything. Yes. Um, you know, and I think there are some women who do, you know, manage to have family and marriage and careers. I mean, it's, I don't, certainly don't want to say that that's impossible. I no. think that it's absolutely possible, but I think it's very difficult. And I think that there's a lot of sacrifices that end up being made, um, in order to do that. And, um, 
you know, I think it's really, it's, it's really stressful, but there was, I mean, I don't, I think that it's, um, that it's something that women, women do try and do, you know, we try and have, have everything. And, um, you know, I, I think the piece really is about, um, in the end, um, coming to some kind of acceptance with whatever it is that you do do and that you do get in life. You know, I hope that it ends on a, on a positive note. You know, I don't want okay. to, you know, I don't want to, um, right. you know, be bringing um, people down. So, um, I know, um, you received the support of HERE and the HERE Artist Residency Program, Residency Program and, and the HERE Fund for Women Artists to develop this tree. What did that mean to you to have that kind of support for this project? Oh, well, it was, um, it's been an incredible support system, um, the HARP program here, Artists in Residency program. I mean, it's really an unusual uh, place and because it, it gives an opportunity to people like myself who are working, um, you know, in between genres and mm-hmm. don't fit into one particular place. It's really home for for people like me, artists like me. And it has been, you know, really unbelievable for me to to be able to produce this work on such a high level. Um, I think I would have made it anyway because mm-hmm. I was, and you know, I yeah. had the idea and I had worked an outline and I was looking mm-hmm. for a home. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, it was just such an amazing gift to find this place and be able to work on it and particularly for the amount of time that I did at first I thought oh that's too long but the way that the piece has evolved over the time um, has it really gave me the opportunity to to come to a place where I'm I think that I'm really expressing what I want to express mm-hmm. and and creating the work that I really want to work so it's a very special program so how long was the journey and, and how much has the piece changed through the development process? Uh, I've been a part of the HERE program for about three years. I had most of the songs uh, before, you know, that, that's what I had when I came into the program. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of the evolution has really been about the storytelling. And when I was first creating the piece, I couldn't really, I knew that it was about the IVF journey, but I couldn't really even talk about it because I was really sort of fresh mm-hmm. um, from experiencing it. So it took me a couple of years to, um, to really be able to delve into that. Um, and so, and you know, some of the, like the director changed and mm-hmm. I found a director who was really Ellie Heyman, who's really used to working with, um, autobiographical mm-hmm. musical, uh, um, theater. Mm-hmm. And she really, you know, started asking me to write about different things that mm-hmm. really opened up, um, really opened the piece up, I think. So, I mean, she was not just a director, she was working more as a dramaturg also? Yes, yeah, very like, much. sit there and, and ask you questions and, and, and kind of just pull, start to pull things out of you. Exactly. She did a lot of dramaturgy, uh, you know, um, as well as the designers. I mean, I really, <laughs> they, they all really helped in, you know, it's been, so the, the, uh, the text of, of the work, which I knew would be the most difficult part, has really... Um, been uh, <clears throat> been where most of the effort has gone and really honing that um, because I, I think I had a lot of ideas and a lot of themes that I wanted to tie together and I, I think that we've done a really good job of weaving all of them together you know into this really great tapestry well it sounds ex- 
really interesting. I can't wait. I'm going to see it, I think, the end of the, the run. Okay, good. And um, just what's up next for you after this? Or have you not thought that far? Well, I... Um... I did uh, Oklahoma at St. Anne's. Oh, the Oklahoma that's yeah, coming to Broadway. Yeah, I was part of the Oklahoma band, and I'm hoping, we don't have contracts yet, so mm-hmm. I shouldn't say anything, but I'm hoping to do that again. Um, we'll see, fingers crossed. Cool. Um, and then I, I have some other projects that I've been thinking about. Um, uh, one is a song that I want to record. It's a Ted Hearn song okay. um, that... Uh, that I want to do. Um, I also have uh, this idea that I want to put together uh, a festival of singing cellists because there are a lot of us. Wow. There's a lot of us, particularly in New York. So I want to do that in the late spring or um, maybe late summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. would be really, really I think cool. it would be really, really fun. There's a lot of singing cellists, a lot of amazing singing cellists. So I think it would be great to get us all you know, to have a, uh, you know, a day-long festival. Well, I would look forward to that, definitely. Yeah. And I want to thank you for coming out. And thank you so much. wish you a happy new year. Thank you so much. Happy new year to you. And that's Opera Fix for today. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 